EOS Hot Sauce. Bullish is going public, pomelo seeds meet pomelo soil, the lost key recovery process is extended, and much more. Hello EOS Nation, I'm Daniel Keyes, and this is episode 110 of the EOS Hot Sauce. As always, our spicy weekly updates are available in every format. Watch on YouTube, listen on your favorite podcast platform, or read it at eosnation.io. That's also where you can subscribe to the EOS Nation newsletter to get that spicy sauce poured straight into your inbox. However you prefer it, help spread the sauce by smashing the like, subscribing, and ringing the bell. Let's get to this week's spicy goodness. On July 9th, Block One announced to the world that Bullish would be going public on the New York Stock Exchange via a merger with Far Peak Acquisition Corporation. The $9 billion bullish valuation includes 164,000 Bitcoin, 20 million EOS tokens, and $600 million in net cash upon completion of the bullish merger. A private pilot program will be run in the coming weeks ahead of the public launch expected later in 2021. The CEO of Bullish, Thomas W. Farley, is well-respected in the business world, having served as the CEO of the New York Stock Exchange in 2013, as its president from 2014 to 2018, and then as CEO of Far Peak Acquisition Corporation. The Bullish Twitter account sprung into action by publishing a series of seven tweets presenting their official press release and an exciting 18-minute video that features the Bullish CEO Thomas Farley and Bullish Chairman Brendan Bloomer explaining their vision for the next-generation Bullish Exchange, including spicy quotes such as these. The Bullish Twitter account also highlighted exposure of the announcement in the business mainstream media, which included articles in the Financial Times, CNBC, Reuters, Bloomberg Crypto, and a video clip from Cheddar News. A few days later, Brendan Bloomer took to Twitter to clarify the relationship between Bullish and EOS, stating that, Bullish is a robust stack that uses the best technology for each purpose. We use EOS to cross-hatch cryptographic proof of all financial movements on the platform. It would be prohibitively expensive to do this on a low-throughput chain. Those who want to learn more about the strategic vision and innovative hybrid liquidity pools that will be available on the platform are invited to read the Bullish Investor presentation that was also released on July 9th. In short, Bullish is powered by liquidity pools that are optimized to generate yield and aims to combine the best of central order books and DeFi exchanges in a way that will benefit asset holders, enable traders, and increase market integrity. It's time to get bullish. Block1 also took the opportunity to rebrand their Twitter account, changing it from Block1 to at EOSIO, and creating a new Block1 Twitter account called at B1. The newly renamed EOSIO account then confirmed that Bullish will leverage EOSIO and EOS in their powerful technology stack to securely execute and immutably record all financial movements of the platform. Cryptographic proof of this audit trail will be cross-hashed to the EOS public blockchain to facilitate externally verifiable state integrity, a first for exchange design. The new B1 Twitter account introduced itself and invited the world to follow along to see what they're investing in while also stating that they believe in empowering creators and communities through strategic capital allocation and pioneering business ventures. One such recent investment was the $7.5 million in seed financing that was awarded to Shintai, where Kevin Rose, senior VP at B1, stated that they're excited to work with Shintai towards their shared vision of a blockchain-enabled digital asset revolution built on regulated financial services. B1 capped off the week with the release of EOSIO 2.2, which focuses on supporting an enhanced developer experience. Speaking of supporting the developer experience, the Pomelo crowdfunding platform is built in a way to leverage the strong community that has grown around the EOS public blockchain. Last week we talked about the origin story of the Pomelo brand, and this week we want to highlight the importance of community. EOS Nation has been part of the EOS community since before the launch of the mainnet, and we know firsthand how dedicated, passionate, and knowledgeable many of you are about the EOS ecosystem. Pomelo intends on leveraging the wisdom of the EOS crowd 
to allocate funding to well-deserving projects. Last week, we introduced the promotional Pomelo NFT series that is aimed at further engaging the EOS community while also providing educational information about various aspects of the upcoming Pomelo platform. Representing the role of the community and the foundation of the Pomelo crowdfunding platform, this week's NFT drop is the Pomelo Plot of Soil, which you can grab on Atomic Hub for 0.25 EOS. All primary revenue of the .gems Pomelo NFT series will be donated to the matching pool for the first round of funding later this year. Did you miss last week's Pomelo Seeds drop? No worries, you can still grab yours on Atomic Hub. We'll be revealing a bit more information about this series in every episode of the EOS Hot Sauce, and this week we're confirming that there will be a total of four drops available for purchase on Atomic Hub, each priced at 0.25 EOS, which means that supporters of the Pomelo platform will be able to complete the series and related activities for a total donation of one EOS. Upcoming activities for our Pomelo NFT holders may or may not include actions such as blending, staking, and harvesting. Thank you to everyone who participated in this promotion so far, and thank you for contributing to the first round of the Pomelo matching funds. The EOS Lost Key recovery process has been extended for another five years. Substantial demand led the Generios team to propose a multi-sig to the top 21 block producers to execute this extension. Did you know that on average, the Lost Key recovery process was still used by six users per day? After reviewing the proposal by Generios, EOS Nation was happy to support the extension and sign the multi-sig. 15 block producers approved this proposal, which has now been executed. EOS token holders who lost their EOS Genesis keys, but still have access to the corresponding Ethereum keys, can once again recover the Genesis accounts. If you want to learn more about how to recover lost Genesis EOS account, head on over to EOS Authority website to learn more. DeFiBox, the number one EOS-based DeFi platform, is celebrating its first birthday on July 21st. To commemorate this anniversary, DeFiBox hosted a quiz competition on its Telegram channel from July 12th to July 16th. This was announced via the official Twitter handle, with the Reddit post confirming a reward pool of 500 USDN, equal to 500 USD. This gave many users a chance to earn a variety of rewards daily while also getting informed about all the things DeFiBox. Congratulations to DeFiBox for a very successful first year, and we look forward to another year of lightning fast and practically feel its DeFi transactions on EOS. Moving on now to the city of Upland, where users can mint properties mapped to real addresses in the EOS-based blockchain metaverse. The most recent Upland news highlights the fact that this platform is now the first and only blockchain game that allows users to trade virtual NFT properties, such as Upland NYC, with fiat money like US dollar. This accomplishment was made possible due to their partnership with Tilapay. In order to ensure smooth implementation of the property to fiat trade, Upland has placed some limitations. Players will be able to sell a property for US dollars only after they've held it for at least 30 days, and they won't be able to purchase properties for more than $100 until their account has been active for more than 14 days. These limitations will be reviewed and adjusted as time goes on, depending on how players utilize the new feature. Players will also no longer need to be invited for access to the property to USD beta feature. Instead, players will need to fill out a form you can find in the written edition of this episode. Now back to the real world, where EOSIO is primed to make another impact. Rayon Secure's EOSIO-based solution has been selected to lead the way in South Korea's journey to blockchain-based driver's licenses. On June 24th, the Korean tech colossus announced that it has been chosen as the final operator of the Mobile Driver's License Service Development Project, commissioned by the Ministry of the Interior and Safety and Korea Minting, Security Printing, and ID Card Operating Corporation. This project looks to spread the use of digital ID cards, tightening the country's embrace of tech-based solutions. Rayon has developed an identity system that transitions driver's licenses onto the blockchain in a move that could prove a lasting solution to identity-related hindrances in the use of blockchain services. 
The viability of Rayon Secure's project has been established with the mobile ID card service for government officials being rolled out last year. The introduction of the digital driver's license will prove a more secure environment for citizens' data, while the owners also have greater control over their information. Furthermore, the digital licenses and ID cards also have the same utility as the current plastic IDs and form part of the two-way identification program comprising physical and digital identification methods. The Van City Outbreak team has some news to share. To reward our loyal collectors, the Van City team will create a series of blending opportunities to turn Van City Outbreak collectibles into some marvelous standalone artworks. Since the Van City Outbreak graphic novel is based on on-location photography featuring real actors, the restrictions due to COVID-19 has made it impossible for the team to continue with their work. However, this by no means stopped Reed Lucier, the artist behind Van City Outbreak, from following his creative passion. Making the best of unfortunate events, he took the circumstances as an opportunity to focus on artworks and compositions built on Unreal Engine, popular 3D creation software. Using the new set of tools, he created a series of standalone images that will soon be available on the upcoming .gems marketplace. The first batch will be only available via blending Van City Outbreak NFTs using the brand new Blend.gems smart contract. A detailed list of NFT blending recipes will be shared next week. Stay tuned. In other Wax NFT news, this Sunday will be the official launch of Season 1 of the Virtual Reality Graffiti Battles League. At the beginning of each season, the Street.gems team will reveal the prompt of the season, a topic which competing artists are given to produce related artworks. Following this launch day, Artists will have two weeks to get their creative juices flowing, submit their pieces, and, if they're good enough, qualify for the VRGB playoffs on July 31st. On launch day, early supporters that participated in the Season 0 voting will also receive their voter reward and get an exclusive preview of NFTs featured in the first VRGB pack sale scheduled for July 25th. Stay tuned to the end of this episode for a banging teaser video to get an idea of what to expect. The VR graffiti battle takes place in CryptoVoxels, on the same parcel where the EOS Hot Sauce After Party is being hosted. The season launch is also a great opportunity to meet VR graffiti veterans, ask questions, get familiar with Street.gem's strategic vision, and the concept of painting in VR. And in case you haven't had enough Wax NFT news, COG Slam is the brand new Red Fox game that's been generating a lot of buzz in the Wax NFT and gaming space. As much as you might want to rush to play it, the game is still in beta stage, with trials only available for the single-player mode. The team has promised to release more updates consisting of the multiplayer Pro Arena, where you can play directly against other players. Single player Playground is divided into the solo mode, where you can play by yourself, and the versus boss mode, where you can challenge one of the five bosses, throwing in some variety for players currently enjoying the beta. To play, each user needs a stack of 40 cogs called the Cog Tainer, and a Slammer. The goal is to overturn your stack by aiming at the Cog Tainer with a Slammer, and slamming hard. In the versus mode, the player takes turns slamming his own Cogtainer versus one of the five bosses slamming theirs too, with triumphant players unlocking the defeated boss's slammer. Points earned in-game, called caps, can be used to buy packs, which you can then use to design your Cogtainers, with another in-game currency called coins available as well. A Cogtainer of 40 random Cogs is already available for you if you've not yet designed a personalized one. Wrapping things up now in the world of Ultra. Ultra's co-CEOs David Hansen and Nicholas Gillot shed some light on critical issues about the Ultra mainnet in an illuminating question-and-answer session. This session included some insights on how challenging it has been spearheading one of the fastest-growing blockchain platforms, as well as why some things are the way they are. David explained how one of the most difficult processes in the journey was actually growing the Ultra team, 
while Nicholas also quipped that the most difficult step was planning ahead as Ultra Idea was entirely novel. However, it was unanimously agreed that the hardest part of the project was the launch itself, and although a tremendous amount of work is still left to be done, the only way from there is up. Furthermore, David and Nicholas explained that the reason the mainnet remains inaccessible, despite the launch, is because it has not yet been hooked up to the Ultra Games platform yet. But it is already possible to transfer tokens, and developers can also use Ultra tools to build apps and other programs. On the issue of when the platform would become fully accessible to the public, the CEO highlighted the three-wave beta structure that gradually onboards a number of users to test the mainnet's features and make recommendations to the team to fine-tune its services. It was also revealed that Wave 1 already began way back in December 2020, and massive improvements have since followed. Access to the Ultra Wallet will be granted later in July after the launch of the wallet-only client. Wave 2 and Wave 3 will follow, and then open beta will be open to everyone. On the question of AAA partnerships potentially being in the bag, Nicholas also explained that Ultra has 150-plus AAA, AA, and indie developers onboarded and ready to upload their games on the platform. He also revealed that positive discussions are ongoing with big gaming brands to come to Ultra as well. Games will start being uploaded and playable for users once the Ultra Games platform is transitioned to the mainnet. And that's all for this week's episode of EOS Hot Sauce. Once again, I'm your host, Daniel Keyes, and we'll see you again next week. Until then, let's keep it spicy.